Thank you for listening to the Matt's Movie Reviews podcast, available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Reddit, Instagram, and MeWe. And of course, be sure to visit mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, on to the show. person will do anything to stay alive. So after they turned me, I decided to start over. Ah! Took his looker. Who are you? I'm Vanessa Murray's daughter from Elk River. You'd passed through 15 years ago. Tell your mother she's mistaken. She died three weeks ago. How'd you find me? The internet. I can go out during the day. Always wear sunscreen, SPF a million, avoided recess, but... Let me see your teeth. Oi, vey. Told you. She's definitely yours. What the hell am I supposed to do? Be a person. I'm not a person. I don't have anyone. There's no one there. What do you think this is? You think that I've got some place that I can take you? Like the Batcave? You're feeling a little conflicted. You can imagine how I feel. There's a vampire who was also a teenager. Find something that you and your kid connect on. Something you could do together. Maybe we could go on a little trip. Seeing a family member can be very therapeutic. Just give me a taste. This whole thing was a mistake. What do you want from me? Everything! I don't have anything! I'm not mad. I'm... Disappointed. Impressed. Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich. And this is episode number 478. Releasing November 22 on Shudder is Blood Relatives, a horror comedy that stars Noah Segan as Francis, a 115-year-old Yiddish vampire whose nomad life roaming the back roads of America is altered when his unknown 15-year-old daughter suddenly appears. A vampire moving of surprising sweetness and charm without sacrificing its blood-tripped fangs Blood Relatives also marks the latest film from director, writer, and actor Noah Segan, who I'm glad to say joins me now on the podcast. Noah, how are you today? I am lovely. I, I'm I'm honored to be. Uh, I, I I really hope uh, that I don't completely biff it since you've made it 400 plus episodes. Uh, I hope I'm I'm uh, I'm not your last. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's going to be great and you know it's really interesting watching uh blood relatives you know I'm a father myself I've got two boys aged uh, 10 and 7 and um just reading up about the making of this film you initially like the idea for a film came when you were you became a dad or were about to become a dad and and you can definitely see that in the film you know the character of Francis is is about a man not a normal man but a man growing into fatherhood but I'm just curious, where did the, the vampire angle come into all of that? I mean, that's just, just a really interesting kind of like uh, uh, element added to the story of a, of a father and a daughter. 
Well, Matt, I'm sure you can relate uh, being a father and and uh, anyone who uh, knows anything about parenthood knows that, you know, uh, one the first thing that goes when you have a baby is sleep. Yes. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I, 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 I remember very vividly thinking to myself, you know, not, I'm, I'm, I'm up late with the baby and I'm, I'm burping the baby and I'm feeding the baby and I'm changing the baby. And I used to be up late, uh, out, you know, at film festivals, drinking with my friends, uh, talking about, uh, uh, what movies we just seen and, and celebrating each other's. And I think, the sort of duality of, of both of those kind of vampire experiences, one that was like, you know, very sort of, uh, um, uh, kind of sexy and exciting and, and, and dynamic and, and cool. And the other one that was sort of kind of scary and, uh, you know, really facing my own mortality when I, when I sort of considered those two worlds, I really considered the vampire angle and, and thought that might be a way to talk about how I was feeling. Another element that kind of comes up, I think, in a movie, especially with the whole vampire angle, is that of time. An immortal has all the time in the world because they're just that immortal. As soon as a child comes into the equation, all of a sudden his time is zapped away from him. And I think when it comes to, you know, mums or dads or, or what have you, that element of time um, becomes much more precious because the time that you have left for yourself is pretty much relegated to to nothing because of the responsibilities you have for father. But I'm sure time was something that was crucial to the to the, your character um, and also to what you feel as well as, as a new father, kind of like the loss of it and just how precious oh, yeah. it is. It's Absolutely. Off. Well, yeah, because, yeah, I mean, you know, it's every every day your kid is different and your kid is changing and often you feel like, you know, and, and we talk about this in the movie because, you know, even though Francis, my character, who's a vampire, he's not getting older. His daughter, who, you know, is half a vampire, so she's sort of running on blade rules. She's a daywalker, so to speak. She's getting older. And that, mm. you know, is sort of how I feel. I, I I don't know that, you know, I don't know that I feel that much different than I felt when I was 20. I mean, you know, my back is kind of bad and, you know, I kind of I'm, I'm, I'm a bit heavier and, you know, I, 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 I can't drink as much as I used to, but, you know, I still think of myself as a young person, but then I look at my kids and it's like every day they're a different person, you know? And, and, uh, and so again, you know, that, yes, absolutely. That mortality and that kind of concept is sort of like, you know, uh, 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 you know, who, who am I now? Who was I then? How do I reconcile the two? Um, all of that kind of was very valuable to, you know, from, from the vampire angle, uh, because it's how I was feeling in real life. The Matt's Movie Reviews podcast is brought to you by Tee Public. Tee Public is the world's largest marketplace for independent creators to sell their work on the highest quality merchandise. With over 1.2 million designs, Tee Public is sure to have something you will love. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by Amazon, the world's leading online store. Amazon is your first stop to buy a wide range of products at competitive prices with fast delivery times. Amazon is also a world-class entertainment hub that includes Prime Video, Audible, Twitch, Amazon Music, and more. Sign up with Amazon today and experience the best in online shopping and entertainment. Please support Matt's movie reviews on Patreon. 
get access to exclusive content, request movie reviews and top 10 lists, and help support my work. Please click on the Patreon link in the description below. Another interesting element to the movie is something I don't think I've seen in other vampire movies, and that is, in this case, the character of Francis is uh, a Jewish vampire. Um, and what's really interesting about that is vampire culture, vampire law, especially when it deals with religious iconography, um, really does tend more towards kind of like the Christian angle of thing. The crucifix, for example, is such an incredibly uh, important part of vampire kind of like uh, imagery. Um, and I'm just curious, when it comes to have creating a, a Jewish vampire, when it comes to the religious aspects of that, can, uh, can Francis, for example, go into a synagogue? Um, is there any type of uh, elements from his own religion or cultural background that he cannot participate in anymore because now he's a vampire? Or do those kind of rules and customs in regards to uh, theology and religion and spiritual life count in your world of Hebrewism? Wow, well that 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 man, that is a that is an incredible question. Thank you for that. Um I mean there's there's a there's a there's there's a there's a lot to speak to. Um, you know, one of the one of the things that that I kind of found myself uh discovering as I was writing it was absolutely that question, sort of how does you know this sort of classic, you know, often Catholic based or Christian based uh um uh uh monster uh, how do we couch that in 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 my culture, my heritage? I'm 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 very assimilated, but I'm a Jew. And how do I reconcile you know that? And and I realized, well, you know, there's a long history of anti-Semitism and vampirism being conflated. And so I thought, well, okay, that's a really good that's a really good thing to talk about. It's a really valuable kind of angle. Um, and and so that's kind of where where that. Sort of stemmed from, and then as far as sort of how that relates to Francis's rules, you know, there's there's a lot in there that sort of, uh, uh, you know, conventional vampire rules, right? You know, he goes outside and it and it burns his skin, and he's got mm-hmm. fangs, and he drinks blood, and you know, he doesn't show up in in reflections and mirrors and that sort of thing. But then he also is always constantly asking to be let in, right? He's asking, you know, can I come in? He, he needs an invitation, which is a classic vampire. Uh, rule, but we never find out what happens if he isn't let in. Mm. And I've always thought it's because, you know, there's a little bit of Jewish neuroses there. He doesn't want to find out. You know, he knows all these other rules are true. He doesn't want to find out if that one is true. And so maybe that sort of extends to uh, whether or not he would decide to uh, to go to uh, to go to Shul on uh, on 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 Shabbat. <laughs> I wanted to talk about the um, character of Jane, played by Victoria Morales. She's just absolutely fantastic in the role. And it's such a, t- a touching uh, story between father and daughter throughout the film. Unconventional, but incredibly touching and charming. Finding Victoria for the role of Jane. Did you know of Victoria beforehand? How did you find her? And, and how did you know that she would be the one to play Francis's daughter in this movie? Well, uh, uh, I, uh, I met. Vic through our producer, uh, Josh Rubin, who uh, is also an incredible filmmaker. He made Scare Me, Werewolves Within, and, and he also plays a, a very fun role in this movie. And he had worked as an actor on his friend's film, Plan B, which starred Victoria. And when we started talking about um, about who would be a, a, a good Jane, 
he immediately mentioned Victoria and I ran out. I, I watched plan B. I watched her other work and she was gracious enough to read the script and talk to me. And the minute that we got to know each other, uh, you know, it was just one of those situations where you have the same sense of humor, you have the same kind of work ethic. You kind of realize that, you know, even over Zoom or, or a phone call, you can really connect with somebody. And uh, we were just together ever since then. Um, and, you know, that was still mid-pandemic. It took uh, many, many months uh, to actually start shooting the movie. And thankfully, Vic stayed on with us. And, and, and uh, you know, we, we actually met in person only about 48 hours before we started shooting the movie. Mm. It's, it's interesting, Dad, because I have talked to filmmakers over, over the last year about filming in COVID conditions. And that's been a really kind of regular occurrence where many Zoom meetings, but usually maybe a day or two before they meet on set. So it's the first time they were met in person. I'm sure when that happens, it's such a different kind of uh, vibe between uh, both yourself and Jane at that moment, isn't it? It, it was, but but I will say it, it was also it was it was incredibly reassuring. And of course, I'm sure that you know not everybody has this experience. It could go the other way, but you know I think that we had we had talked a lot, and and there was a, a certain shorthand that we had, especially over the script, of course, and then just over sort of how we wanted to work together. That the real question was whether when we met we were going to have that sort of that that chemistry that you need you know and and i knew that she was very professional and 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 incredibly skilled and talented so i sort of i already knew that that she was going to be able to pull off the role the question was really are we going to have that sort of extra special uh uh x factor and thankfully uh we did um and i think you know in retrospect that was a big part of 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 what josh felt just in the one day that they had worked together and that's kind of how he knew wait this is the right person mm. last question here you know blood relatives is most definitely like your baby like you direct you write you produce you star in it i'm curious though when you first started writing your script for this movie was that initially the plan that you would take on all of these hats or is that just the nature of doing independent film um, where you found yourself you know, saying, I know the material, I know this character, um, I think I can pull all of it off. Um, how, did all, how did that all kind of come about that you were the man to wear so many hats on this, uh, in this one movie? Well, it was definitely uh, the, the, what was it, the latter, not the former, except yes. I didn't know that I could pull it, pull it off. Um, I, uh, you know, it, you know, I, I was lucky enough that, that, you know, I, I, I was able to build a uh, group of, of colleagues and, and collaborators kind of based off of the script and people, you know, people all agreeing that the script might make a good movie and kind of getting on board because of that. And so I just kept on sort of trying to kind of, you know, beat that drum, you know, keep the, keep, keep thinking about the script. And if I can kind of keep people on track with, you know, the pages that we like, then, uh, uh, you know, maybe they'll they'll show up again the next day, and so that's sort of I think how I ended up, you know, producing it, how I ended up directing it, and then you know, kind of by default acting in it because uh, 
I just, you know, I saw all of these people working so hard and, 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 and in agreement that I, I, I really wanted them to stay in that, in that zone. I really selfishly wanted them to keep showing up. And so I thought if I just kept on trying to do as many jobs as I could, it was less of a chance that, uh, people who were doing jobs I couldn't do would quit, you know? (laughs) Well, I got to say it's, it's a wonderful film. It really is. And for everyone out there listening, blood relatives, November 22, on Shutter. It's a, a charming movie. It's a fantastically fun movie. I found it incredibly entertaining in its humor, um, in its imagery, um, in its uh, in its style. I love the style of Francis throughout the film. I know some people like uh, make fun of him, calling the Fonz and stuff. But I don't know. It must be the the the, uh, the Happy Days fan in me. I really dug it. So um, I got to say, Noah, congratulations to you on the film. Best of luck with the film's release. And yeah, hopefully we can talk again in the future. It's been a pleasure to talk to you again today. It's been my pleasure, Matt. Uh, thank you so much. And I, I, I really appreciate uh, not just uh, uh, talking to you uh, uh, as, a, as a colleague, but as, a, as, as another parent. Um, I appreciate it. It's always nice to, nice to hear those stories. So thank you very much.